There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy Dees, and welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am here with... Gentry Estes, sports columnist for the Tennessean. And without... Without Eric Bacharach. Yeah, I was going to see if he was going to speak. He didn't. He's not here because he's uh, taking a delayed vacation. And, yes, this tells you how much faith Eric had in the Titans that he was actually planning on being on vacation the week of the uh, AFC Championship game. But that didn't work out for him. Understandable, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't. I, I, didn't, I didn't tell him different when he put in for the time off. I'm like, you better be ready for that Super Bowl run. But they didn't quite make a Super Bowl run. But the Titans did make a deep run. And um, that's been discussed, but now we are speaking the day after the Super Bowl as we record this. And, it, and the Titans took the, the Kansas City Chiefs not as deep into the game as the Niners did, but we're still in the game in the fourth quarter. I think I saw the, the, the points the Titans scored on the Chiefs the two times they played them uh, from the middle of the season on to the, through the playoff game. They scored about as much on the Chiefs as anybody did, and... I don't know. As we kind of look back, if, if you're a Titans fan, that was, you know, probably not the best experience to sit and watch the Super Bowl, this particular one, because you know, for the first time in a really long time, the Titans were close to being there. And, and, and I think as you're watching it, you're kind of thinking the whole time, well, how would the Titans have done in this particular situation? I think it would have been a winnable game for them. I do. I, do I still think the Kansas City game on the road in the playoffs in six degree real field weather was winnable too as they showed the, the one thing that that really impressed me is is at the end of the season they had not only two playoff games but they had an elimination game at the end of the year at, at houston and yes the texans did sit uh starters but they came out ready to play in every one of those games none of those games were a struggle up until the kansas city game and even then they had the lead i mean they they did not kind of find their way through. They came out ready to play with a plan to win and executed get, it well. I think they got beat by a better team that day yeah. in a tough environment with a, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and, and that's that's what ended up happening. If if there's any fault for the course of the whole season, you look back and you say, you know, gosh, if Ryan Tannehill gets a chance a little bit earlier, maybe the Titans are hosting a few of those playoff games. Mm-hmm. But, but to, to to sit here and find fault with the run they had, I don't think you can. I mean, it was a, it was a wonderful finish to to a season that really had 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 seemed a bit of a missed opportunity for a lot of the way. And then, sure enough, they made the most of it when well, they got a chance. Well, quite frankly, I, I don't think any of us looked at the at the Titans after the preseason plus six games and said. Yeah, this is a playoff team. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they're they're a playoff team that's not playing like a playoff team. I didn't see it, and 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 the quarterback change had a lot to do with that. But that wasn't the only thing. Uh, the line did start playing better. The defense was solid all the way through, I think. But but they had different players step up and make different. And plays. they committed to giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah. That was a big philosophical. I think they thought they were committed to Derrick Henry until they really got committed to him and understood what that meant. That when he got on the plus side of twenty carries. It's a different game. And they got into a situation in January where he's still fresh enough to do this. Mm-hmm. So the team, the defenses they're playing may not be. Right. And he got in the third and fourth quarter, and they, these guys did not want to deal with him. What I think the Chiefs were able to do. Take him out of the game. Yeah. Eventually. And, and, and you saw it against the 49ers, too. They did well against the run in that game, too. The, the Chiefs' defense, I kind of feel like, was was underrated a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were 
they were a lot better this season than they had been the previous season. And going into that game against the Titans, you, you can't expect Derrick Henry to sit there and go for 180 rushing yards in playoff games week after week after week. What he did even before that game was pretty miraculous. I And, and it, it, he almost took him to a Super Bowl um, really by himself. And, and I know the defense played well. Ryan Tannehill did a lot. But in those playoff games, it was Derrick Henry, man. It was they just handed him the ball and got out of the way. And and I can't remember too many playoff runs where one running back was that influential in a series of weeks like that. Yeah, and and I did a thing recapping the season for a special section we did that that uh, and Brent ran Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday, looking back at the season. So I recapped every regular season and postseason game. And, and one of the things you you could notice in doing that, because I'm looking at it at the box score for every game and the, the book for every game with every statistical breakdown, is there is a point where they say, obviously inside a room over at uh, Titan headquarters, okay, we're just going to put this team on his back and see how far he can take them. Not that Danny Hill and others didn't have anything to do with it, but you could see the number of carries go up and, and the production go up. It was the Panthers game to me. Uh, there, there was a, that first half where Henry only had like two carries at mm-hmm. halftime and Deion Lewis had more than he did. And everybody is just kind of throwing your palms up saying, how is this happening? And, and, right. and I think it's some. I think that was the moment where they realized this is ridiculous. If we want any chance, that can't keep happening. Right. And, and you can see that shift. And the other thing, which I mentioned to you and Eric in, in separate conversations, that I really noticed when I'm because I'm looking through offensive and defensive stats was how many 10 or 10 plus tackle games Rashawn Evans had this season much more valuable than I realized game by game as we went through it he was and, and he was he was healthy he was out there uh Jayon Brown I thought also had a really good season I like Jayon a lot but he he was out for a number series of, of injury issues here and there and was never really quite healthy Rashawn was was out there all season and you know, Eric and I have talked about this a little bit on the podcast and that Rashawn, I always viewed him more of an edge rusher type, but they're putting him right in the middle of the defense and he's proven to be a thumper. And I didn't mm-hmm. know if he had that in him to be that yeah. guy. I think we all knew, or especially you and I, because we had covered SEC football and I covered Alabama or was a sports editor in Tuscaloosa. So I had an up close look at him and you knew this much about Rashawn. You knew he was very intelligent both football-wise and otherwise, just talking to him, you could tell it. And you knew he had closing speed, sideline to sideline. Real but, rangy. Real yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see him as an outside guy who could do some covering for you, which yeah. is what really more what Jayon does with this team. But he is playing like a true middle linebacker, inside linebacker. Did I ever tell you I saw Rashawn Evans at a scouting combine when he was in high school? No. He was rated outside the top 100, too. Um, I think you did tell me this. Inside baseball here, I used to work for 24-7 sports where we rank recruits. And and so I went to uh, this combine, and I saw this linebacker. There was a drill where running backs were going against linebackers, like a pass pro kind of drill. And I saw a linebacker who literally was throwing running backs almost to the ground. And these guys aren't in pads. You know, they're just out there chicken fighting, basically. But right. this, he's just. He ain't. <laughs> no. And, and he's making it look easy. This guy looked about 30 years old compared to a bunch of 15-year-olds. What it looked like. Grown man out there throwing these guys around. Mm-hmm. And I, I ended up calling our people as soon as this ended. And I said, this guy was by far the best player here. And he needs to be rated a lot higher. And it was Rashawn Evans. Wow. And he. At the time, I think he went to Auburn High School, and Alabama went down. He went got to him. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I had the Auburn tattoo, I think, and 
all that kind of stuff. That, yeah. was, that was Reuben Foster. With oh, well, same thing. <laughs> same basic thing. Same high school. It is, yeah. So, yeah, they, they uh, took him right from Auburn's backyard. But that's another story. We were talking about Derrick Henry, and there's a, there's a big piece of, of, of Derrick Henry, I guess you'd say news. Derrick Henry made, made a few waves with a couple of things he said postseason. One of which was at the, at the Super Bowl on a radio stop on Radio Row. Said he wants to be a tight, wants to resign with the Titan Titans and wants to be a Titan for life. And on the other hand, he also said he wants to be the highest paid running back in the game and wants Zeke Elliott money. So you have some strong takes on both. It was interesting to see Derek on Super Bowl week because this is a guy who hasn't really particularly enjoyed the media i think during most of his football career and hasn't usually really not not that he doesn't have stuff to say he just doesn't seem to enjoy saying it he doesn't seem to enjoy dealing with the media all of a sudden Derek hit all those spots last week i mean it got the sense a guy might be trying to market himself a little bit trying to be a free agent and and i you heard little bits and pieces for one thing he did say all along i want to stay in tennessee he never wavered from that uh, I don't know what you would expect him to say. I don't think too many guys are going to come out and be like, I just hate it there. I want right. to go to the Trade Jets. me now. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. but uh, Let me go. But for him to say, and, and Rich Eisen kind of backed him in to, to this a little bit by saying, is the floor for the deal you want uh, Zeke Elliott money? And Derek agreed and said, yeah, Zeke money's the floor. It was an answer to a direct question, so you wonder. You know, it wasn't Derek's idea to say that. that we Derek should... didn't walk in there with a sheet of paper with talking points and said, I'm going to tell the world I want it, Zeke Elliott money. Right. But he said it. And the fact that he could have said, yeah, I don't know, the agents will hash that out. Didn't say that. He said, he, he said yes. And you would understand a guy is not going to sit there and try to lowball himself in an interview in Super Bowl week. But at the same time, Zeke Elliott is making a ridiculous amount of money. He is the most he is the highest paid running back in the league as of a deal he got earlier this season when he tried to hold out a little bit. Comes to an average of about fifteen million a year. It's a significant cap hit every year for the Cowboys. It was like fifty million dollars guaranteed. It was the kind of deal that you see and you just kind of wince for the Cowboys because you know as good as Zeke Elliott is. It is so hard to pay a running back that much money in that league when you know the quarterback's going to make a killing. And I think for the Titans, Tannehill is going to make a lot of money. Right. Uh, a lot more than he made last year, probably more than Marcus made last year. And now you're spending this much on a running back. It really hamstrings you in a lot of other areas. Long story short, Tommy, I, I don't know if the Titans pay him Zeke Elliott money. Yeah. I, I, first of all, and my, my take on this is I wouldn't take that as an absolute that – Somebody's going to pay Derrick Henry Ezekiel Elliott money because a we we even though he played well on third downs and he can pass pro and he has taken you know screen passes seventy five yards he is not what is in the NFL considered a three down back that 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 lowers your ceiling a little bit he also led the league in rushing so that raises your ceiling a little bit. But I don't know that, that there's another team that's going to come in and say, well, we'll pay you Zeke Elliott money if the Titans won't. I, I, would, I would be interested to see who that team would be because I, I don't think anybody's going to pay anybody Zeke Elliott money except the Cowboys paying Zeke Elliott. I would agree with that. I, I, I do think that's probably the case. But I think the Titans are going to get in a situation where in order to find that out, they're going to have to let him go test the market. Yeah, They're not going to come – 
So, in other words, I, and and look, he has a lot of negotiating power in general, but he has a lot more negotiating power with the Titans because they have to resign him. You're basically sending the message to this town that finally got excited about you after a few years of mediocrity or below mediocrity before that. This is the most excited this town's been about the Titans in a good while. And you then let go the the best player who took you to within one game people, of the Super people Bowl. People aren't going to understand that. They're not going to be sympathetic to, well, let me explain to you how the cap works and what this allows us to do. Because you're not keeping, a, you're not going and getting another guy who's that much of a difference maker that people could see. You know, okay, well, we'll just go sign another running back. Who are you going to sign that's that's going to replace Derrick Henry? And the thing, people, you can't expect a growing fan base to understand that maybe maybe you are better off going and drafting somebody in the second round, paying him on a rookie contract, having him run behind that offensive line, and spending that money on a big play defensive guy yeah and the first time that guy gets 20 carries for 68 yards people ain't gonna like it or fumbles three times in right. the first time i mean yeah and, and look Derek was good enough to where i think you you have to say he's top five in the league oh yeah you can arguably say he's the best in the league since he outran them all but it's more like replacement over value what are right. you getting here yeah um guys like zeke christian mccaffrey Le'Veon bell the three down backs, the backs that are going to catch as many balls as they're going to run for versus Derek, who for whatever reason, the Titans don't view him that way. They mm-hmm. don't. And I think he'll catch a screen pass and he can do some things. But Deion Lewis won't be back next year, I don't think, because he's making too much money and he's an easy cut. And he hasn't produced a lot. But there's going to be somebody to sit there on third down yeah. if Derrick Henry's back. And it's not right. going to be Derrick Henry. They're going to find somebody. Yeah. So they don't view him as a three-down guy. So it's like, gosh, do you pay that much money? Uh, it is a tough spot for the Titans because you're right. The fans aren't going to understand. I mean, it, they mm-hmm. are in a position where you almost have to bring him back. Right. But he's also at a point where he could command more money at this moment than he probably can for his entire NFL career based off that postseason run. Right. Well, let, let me shift the conversation a little bit and, and just ask – What's it going to look like with Tom Brady handing the ball to Derrick Henry thirty-one times a game? Tom Brady, <laughs> <laughs> is that what's that? You know, we all laugh about this, but uh, no, I, 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 I guess what was it? Giselle was checking out NBA. Is that the rumor? Uh, that was the rumor. Actually, the rumor was that Tom was at NBA Montgomery Bell Academy, checking it out. Our information was that that was not the case. Um, believe what you want to believe, but you know, first of all, let's just say that Tom Brady either has or does at some point come out and check out schools for his children. Well, he's not the only guy in the world, not not the only celebrity athlete to move to Nashville who doesn't play in Nashville if that happened. Uh, it's a good place to raise your kids, and, and, and NBA is a fine school. But that doesn't mean you have to play for the Titans to have your kid enrolled in that school and to have a house here few things on this. Number one, I don't think the Patriots are going to let him go. I think they're going to pay him, and they're going to come up with some deal where he stays in New England. I don't think anyone— Bill Belichick lives in Franklin, or has a house in Franklin. I don't think anyone in that organization could stomach watching Tom Brady go play for another team by this point. And I also don't think the Patriots are equipped to to live without him. I don't think Jarrett Stidham is going to be your guy. Maybe he is. There was a guy in the Super Bowl last night that was supposed to be the backup. That's right, not Patrick Mahomes. And he got yeah, he got traded into a team that ended up right. being pretty good. So I, I, 
it's a good yeah they don't exactly have a backup plan for tom brady right now in new england so i think he stays there i think they pay him good money maybe not great money but good money and he stays there i I, number two the titans already have a quarterback they have a good quarterback if you had mentioned this last year and there were people i remember this discussion coming up before the titans signed brian Tannehill ostensibly as a backup to marcus Mariota, or at least as an insurance policy for him but i remember you know what about tom brady you know he'll be available um there was some thought that i don't know what his ties to nashville are but it seems like there were some um forgive me for not remembering them but at that time that made sense if you could bring brady in this year if Mariota hadn't worked out and say he'll be our bridge guy that's a pretty good bridge guy for somebody but they don't need a bridge guy they got a quarterback and that's the most important thing is that Ryan Tannehill didn't just come in and replace Mariota on the depth chart. He 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 far exceeded what they've gotten at the quarterback position from Mariota or recently before that. It's just you look at it, and I understand it's Tom Brady, and there's the there's the glitter of the rings, and I, I get it. Like you know, you if you want to sell more tickets, yeah, okay, Tom Brady. But if you want a guy who's a better fit for your team. Look, you already know Ryan Tannehill works in this offense. He proved it this year. He was, uh, you know, you say everything you would say about Tom Brady. He's a good leader. Well, Tannehill was a good leader. He's he's a clutch player. Tannehill was awesome on third down. That was the biggest difference. I yeah, think, but Tom has a hyperbolic chamber or something like that that he sleeps in. And I don't know if Ryan's got one of those. I you know I don't think he can afford one, but he can after the next contract. I just probably. can't see any reason why a forty-two year old Tom Brady is preferable to a thirty-one year old Ryan Tannehill. I can't either. You're talking about a one or two year bridge guy at best. Well, you know, and he's Tom Brady's at that age where he's actually beyond that age where. You get that one injury and it, you just don't recover from it, you know. Well, and also, how many times during this season did Tannehill make plays with his legs? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, he wasn't Lamar Jackson out there running around. But there was a, there were a couple of times he got some big key, he got some key third downs. He took hits on the goal line and scored. Um, the helicopter spin on one of them, yeah. He he did enough of that to where it was a factor in their success and, and Tom Brady's not going to do that so I there's just all kinds of reasons to so no Tom Brady maybe no Derrick Henry we'll see what the Titans I think the question is also <laughs> you know we talked about what Henry would want what would Tannehill want right I mean this is a guy these two guys both played on remarkable discounts last season for yeah. what they ended up doing so they're both going to get paid and with Tannehill, to me, I've always thought he's a priority here just because he, he's your quarterback, and, and it's a lot harder to go find a legit number one quarterback in the NFL than it would be a legit number one running he's back. He's an NFL is. quarterback, and I, I, I think that's the whole thing, and I don't think they've had that around here for a while. Right, and he's somebody that you can – I think you can build around, at least for a few years. And I – the question is, if he wants upwards of $30 million, do you start paying him like one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL? That's that's the question. Right. Well, we have lots of things to ponder in this offseason. Uh, it was an exciting end of the season. It was an exciting, exciting run to close out the season. And it will be an exciting and interesting postseason. But that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Gentry Estes, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back next time. 
Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.